Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And thanks to the help you get from Dan Burns, ASC Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, will help you keep it running. Uh, Denny Long here with the Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Morning, Dan. I hope you had a, a good week, probably a busy week there at Lloyd's for you guys. Busy week. Spring is here. And yeah, it the is. The sun is shining. It's nice out. and, and uh, What a we, change. Here huh? we go. Yeah, let's, what, a, let's, what a change a week makes. Huh? Let's talk a little bit about that, if we may. But in the meantime, let's invite our listeners to call in. If you do have a vehicle problem and you have to take it in to your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, call Dan, and maybe he'll give you some idea of what to tell those folks when you uh, when you do bring it in, give you some idea of uh, what to look for. Saves everybody a little more time if you can pin it down quicker. 651-989-9226. We've cleared the line so you can use them. Otherwise, send Dan a text like some folks like to do. That's 81807 for your uh, car care text questions. All right, here we go. Almost May, and I'm looking at tomorrow's high, near 70 with sunshine. Folks, are uh, you see more people out and about now. Oh, Not only it? walking and biking like you do, yeah. but uh, driving. It's just beautiful. It's, yeah. it's so, so nice to be out. And it, it is spring, and it's time, and it's, uh, you know, don't. Along with everything else, you've got to get your home ready. You've got yeah. to get uh, the yard cleaned up, and you got to get your car ready for spring. And as part of that, I think uh, there's you know a few things that you should do. Number one, wash your car. Oh boy, I've been waiting to do. Well, I do that with a with a car wash, <laughs> right. but I, I kind of miss those where you can yeah. really clean the interior. Get too. in the driveway, get it, get, yeah. get the hose out, and really Absolutely. clean it, and vacuum it, and, and get it. Uh, Get it all cleaned up for summer. Get all that salt off the car and off the carpet and all that. And uh, floor mats, and floor all mats. That stuff, yeah. Get yeah. all get all that cleaned up. Clean the inside of your windows. Uh, that sun shining, you know, directly into the windows makes makes it really uh, hard to see. I think it's a good time seasonally, spring and fall. You know, we'll, I'll remind you of this again in the fall. But uh, check all of your lights. You know, oh, turn, yeah. turn the lights on and walk around the car and and be sure that the lights all work. And then. As we're heading into summer, turn your air conditioning on. And I know you don't need it yet. <clears throat> it's beautiful and you're enjoying the warm weather, but uh, turn it on and be, and be sure that it that it makes cold. I did that uh, last week. Oh, good. Because sometimes when you have a black car, it gets warm. Yeah. Well, turn it on even if you don't yeah. need to turn it on because, <laughs> yeah. uh, because you want to know that before. You know, when it... It's 90 degrees out, and you want your air conditioning to work. That's a good point. We're too busy to help. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So now's a great time to, to uh, turn it on, be sure that it works, and and, uh, and take care of that. And then one thing I like to remind you of a couple times a year is we all have uh, remotes for our cars and for the locks. And uh, I want you to take the actual key and put the key in the door and in the trunk, and in all of the locks on the exterior of the car, actually put the the key in the door, turn it, and be sure that that still works. Too. Limber it up a little. In case you yeah. ever need to use it, because it's been sitting all winter, or, or for years knows, probably, yeah. and nobody ever tries them. And then when you need them, they're... 
they don't work. They're they're rusted or, or, or corroded in place. So what can you do about that if suddenly you find that you haven't used it maybe ever? And well, it's is there it any kind work. of lubricant or anything? Well, there's we can try. Okay. Get some help on it if that happens. Sometimes putting the wrong kind of lubricant in it makes it worse. I mean, it it, it ends it up with might, a residue. Well, it might free yeah. it up for a little while, but it works up or ends up with a residue. So if if it doesn't work and and you need it to work and you do need it to work, then uh, then get some help on that with a locksmith or, or with your shop. Your shop can help you with that. Use but the key. Try it. Use the key, yeah. and and uh, it's important to to use it once in a while and uh, and make sure that it still works. Good idea. So, yeah. Tell you what, let's uh, let's take some calls. Folks are calling in. They're texting in as well. One line is open if you want to ask a car care question to Dan. 651-989-9226. Text 81807. Phil is calling in from Ellsworth with a question. Hi, Phil. What is your question for Dan? Good morning. I have a 2002 GMC 2500 HD um, four-wheel drive, and the I've had the differential replaced and U-joints, but when I am driving between, like, excuse me, 20 and 35, every every once in a while there's a rattle or a a hum that comes, and then it disappears, and there's no, it doesn't do it all the time, but it does it fairly often. Hmm. Well, uh, um, noises are tough, (laughs) you know, because there's so many places that, that they can... Uh, come from and things that you can feel as you were talking, except it's a little bit low speed. I was thinking of the torque converter in the transmission coming on and off that, that uh, you could feel and possibly hear Uh, those torque converters sometimes have a tendency to chatter a little bit. So that's one thing to think about, but, but uh, a humming noise uh, from a GMC, there's just nothing that jumps into my head Mm. right now that, that, uh, is common, you know. Lots of things are, and we see them all the time. And I know exactly what it is, but uh, but that one's not ringing a bell with me. So I, I guess my recommendation is swing by a shop and ask somebody to go for a ride with you. And you know, if I was riding in the car and I could hear it, I'm pretty sure I know what it is. But uh, but just from your description, I don't. I'm sorry. You have to be present. Have, have to hear it. Yeah, yes. noises are tough. Yeah, <laughs> they're tough even when you are there. I, I imagine they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll go for it, Phil. Get some professional uh, yeah. ride-along. Well, there. and, you know, we're glad to go for a ride with you. I mean, there's no charge to go for a ride. So oh, okay. just go ask somebody. They'll be glad to do it for you. All right, good. Nancy's calling from St. Paul, I believe. Nancy, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I have got a 2012 Hyundai Santa Fe, and somehow the electrical system is slowly shutting down, I guess. I don't know. First, the remote uh, door lock quit working, so I have been using my key like you suggested. Then the dome light stopped coming on when I opened up the car doors. It will open or it will turn on when you turn it on, but not the setting for opening up the doors doesn't work. And now when I go to uh, open up the windows, it's electrical window control. The one on the driver's side will not roll down the windows on the passenger side. Hmm. And I'm wondering, I, well, I had it in to get the oil changed, and they said that they couldn't do anything. I'd have to take it to a dealership to get it diagnosed, and they didn't have the schematics to know what to look for. Yeah. Well, so, lots lots of shops do have 
the schematics. The fact that they quit working not all at the same time makes me wonder what's what's common about them or, or if there is something common or if it's just coincidence. And uh, the door um, light not coming on, there's a switch in the door that uh, certainly could be affecting the light and it also could be affecting the um, remote control not working properly. But that, uh, I can't remember what the third one was that, what was the, what was the third one, Nancy? Uh, the passenger windows won't go down oh, when you use the windows. controls on the driver's door. Yeah, so you know that could be related, perhaps, like in the wiring of the driver's door too, and yeah. maybe the wiring of the driver's door is what's common about all of them. The only, the only reason I'm hesitant on the wiring is it's a little bit new for that, but uh, you know the driver's door is the one that gets used all the time, and there's wires that run from the from the door to the body of the car through a little bellows and you open and close the door many, 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 many t- times and the uh, the wires flex back and forth and over time they break. And so maybe that's what's going on is that in, the, in that bellows of your door, those wires have cracked and have broken and, and uh, they're letting loose one at a time and that's why things are happening one at a time as, as it comes along. So something like that is what I think is, is probably what's going on. Going to need some detective work. It's right? Yeah, and you're going to need some help with yeah. that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, there's lots of shops. We have all the schematics for that. So there's lots of shops that can help you if if you're more comfortable with one closer to home. And Nancy's in St. Paul, so yeah. that well, uh, sure. Well, we're right close over. to you too, then. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Nancy. Good luck. I want to alert Linda, Stan, and Keith. You're going to be next on the phone, and we grab some text messages as we come back too. And a good Saturday morning to you. Forty is our Twin City temperature reading. We're going to get close to sixty today. With some sunshine, we're in the midst of our car care show. Denny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, which is located where, Dan? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue, right near the Governor's Mansion. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, uh, including this morning, mm-hmm. at 651 228 one six. Great Avenue there. Yeah. Wonderful. Linda is calling from Winstead, I believe, with a question. Hi, Linda. Hi. Good morning. Morning. I have a 2001 Buick LeSabre, and we're trying to change a lower uh, turn signal bulb, and we have to pull the headlight casing, the upper headlight, regular headlight casing, to get to that lower unit. So we've got the bolts out of the, the headlight unit but where it wraps around on the side of the car, it seems like it's hung up there, and we don't see that there's another bolt. And we've pulled and pulled on it, but we don't want to break it. Um, is there something we're overlooking? I think there probably is something where you're over, that you're overlooking. Oftentimes, the bumper and other things are... I, on those GM products, sometimes there's just too little gizmos that you lift up and then the whole headlight comes right out and it's very easy if you're having to take bolts out then the headlight probably is not accessible without taking other things off Uh, oftentimes there's bolts back under the fender liner that uh, go in from the backside that need to come out to get the headlight off and I I honestly think that you're making a bigger deal out of it than it needs to be it probably the the bulb that you're getting after or going after is probably accessible 
either for easily from underneath or a little bit through the fender liner. Hmm. Um, so I think that if you went and asked somebody to point and show you uh, how to do it, uh, you'd find that it's much easier. I don't think you have to take the headlight out to do that. Oh, wow. So, um, And if you do have to take the headlight out, uh, then usually the headlight is not that there's, there's something simpler that's that's supposed to happen. So I don't know where you are at or, or at or who's who's who you would use for a shop. But uh, if you just went in any shop and just said, "Hey, would you look at this and tell me what I'm doing wrong?" I'm oh, sure yeah. they would be glad. I bet they would. They would yeah. be glad to do that for you. And, and I think you'll find that it's very simple, and you're probably making it way harder than it needs to be. Hmm. Well, good luck, Linda. Yeah. Wow, that's frustrating. Yeah. Well, it is. That's but that's. Uh, I have all the books, and oh, you know, I. The other thing you could do is try Googling it. <laughs> oh, there you go. That does help once yeah. in a while. You know, I use it. We I, Sometimes there's something I've never seen before, and I Google it, and there's a YouTube video that, that uh, makes it pretty easy for me. So yeah. try, try that, too. There uh, you go, that, Linda. Yeah, that, that it's might, another thought. Well, it, it might just give you the one tip that you're missing, and then it's, then it's really right. easy after that. Thanks, Linda. Let's talk to Stan, who's calling from Roseville. Stan, you're on CCO with Dan. Good morning. morning. Um, I have a... 2007 Yukon and uh, GMC Yukon and uh, been having trouble starting it. Um, it'll start um, several times in a row. Um, then I'll be somewhere, whether it's home or somewhere else, try starting it and it's at, there's absolutely nothing. Um, if I get the car hooked up to another vehicle, you know, like as to jump it, for example, um, it'll start almost immediately. Um, I've had it checked for, I've had the battery checked. Actually, the battery is relatively new. Um, the battery was checked. The connections were checked. The starter, the alternator were all checked, and they did a, um, a basic electrical system or um, checked. Nothing came back as being indicative. And, of course, when I took it to the garage, it was starting fine for them. Yeah, it worked every time. time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, unfortunately, I can't consistently start it from the garage uh, to make sure that it'll start for me during the day. Yeah. So what I'm wondering is uh, what might be a um, a reason for that or what I can do to try to get that fixed, correct? What, did you say that, that jumping it makes a difference if you hook up the jumper cable? Is... Yeah, if I hook it up to another vehicle um, or I have a, uh, um, a jumper system at home, you know, if I plug that in and um, hook it up, it'll start... Um, Essentially instantaneously, without uh, much effort at all. Yeah. So the bat- um, so the battery is dead <clears throat> when the car's not starting. Well, something the car will not absolutely start, and I don't know what that the battery is dead when the car is not starting. All I know is is that to to start it, um, hooking it up as though it were a dead battery works. Makes a difference. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> I'm I'm assuming you you know that's a pretty good indication that it really does have a dead battery. Uh, when you go to to uh, start it, and um, what the uh, there's one of two things is happening. Either at times the alternator's not charging it, and when you park the car, the battery is dead. Um, and then when you go to restart it, of course, it won't start. Or more likely, something intermittently is staying on and causing the battery to go dead while the vehicle is parked. And uh, you wouldn't have the equipment to get after that. We would. We would. Uh, hook up an amp meter in series, and there's a minimum and maximum series. Leave the car, sit overnight, or probably for several nights, like 
you know, like you say, it it's very intermittent. Um, and and at, by doing that, uh, with our gauge, we can tell if during the during that period of time, if the uh, something did came, come on, you know, if uh, a computer comes back to life, or if a light switch is coming on, or if something's coming on that's causing the battery to go dead when the vehicle sits. And, you know, they, I'm sure that as part of the electrical system check, they checked this, and at the time it checked fine, but that doesn't mean that it's always uh, checking fine. And this is one of the most frustrating parts of our job is to zero in on something that is intermittently happening, and, and it's, you know, it's hard to get it to act up. If it's, if it's acting up and it's broken, it's easy for me to find. If it's not acting up, you know, sometimes it's impossible. We have to wait for it to act up. Yeah. You know? And so that can be really frustrating for you and for me. But uh, sometimes that's just what it takes. You just need to leave it. And and I think that's probably where you're going to get to is you're just going to have to find the shop that's willing to work with you and leave the vehicle until they're able to actually get it tacked up. Okay. And, uh, that's the word. To, then they'll get to the bottom of it. Thank you, Stan. We need to take a break. I want to alert Sue and Keith are going to be next here on the phone. Then we'll uh, pick up on text messages as well. It's 40 degrees here on CCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny along here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. We'll tell you how to get in touch with Dan again before he leaves us in a few minutes. Uh, let's see, Dan's folks have been waiting on the line. It's uh, Keith in Robbinsdale uh, is uh, waiting. Go ahead, Keith. Thank you. Good morning. We love this show. Thank you. We, we have a 2005 GMC pickup with 250,000 miles with rust issues coming now. Our longtime trusted mechanic recommends looking for a replacement used vehicle, but he suggests looking for a used truck in the southwest United States and for nothing newer than a 2013 due to, quote, all the electronics in the newer vehicles. Do you concur? I kind of like the electronics uh, in the newer vehicles. <laughs> They're, mm. uh, the the things that it has are um, pretty handy. And uh, I've gotten to not be afraid of them anymore. And as a mechanic, I've found that they've not turned out to be a big, you know, maintenance and repair issue. So that I would not uh, be afraid of that. Uh, finding a vehicle in the Southwest, I think, is a good idea. If, you know, out of a dry climate, uh, you'll do much better on the rust uh, if that if that's what you're after. Um, you know, uh, around here, rust is a factor and it's real and it just is what it is, and and uh, over time, uh, it'll eat the car up, that's for sure. So um, I'm not saying that the vehicle that you have is, you know, just because a little rust is coming through is no reason to get rid of it either because that can also take a long time before it gets Especially really, really with 250000 yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, if it's still running good, I wouldn't be in a big big hurry to do that. But, but uh, you know, it, I, I spend a lot of time in Colorado, and I find that they have much less rust there. My son owns a shop there, and uh, he doesn't need to take his torches out when he does wor- exhaust work <laughs> like really? we do. Really? How about yeah. that? So uh, things do do rust much less uh, in the Southwest than they do here. So that's probably— But you're not afraid of the electronics, though. I'm not afraid of electronics, okay. so I wouldn't worry about the year. All right. There you go, Keith. Good luck. Sue is going to be our last caller, I believe. Hi, Sue. Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I am vertically challenged <laughs> and uh, getting caught up in the eu- euphoria of buying a newer vehicle. Now, uh, a couple months later, realizing I'm constantly adjusting my seat. This, it's a 2013 Murano. The steering wheel is telescoping. 
However, the pedals are not. So I feel like I'm getting dangerously close to that steering wheel with mm-hmm. the airbag mm-hmm. situation. Is there any way I can build up my pedals? Is there anything that can be done safely and or be turned back to uh, factory when I do try to um, sell it? Well, I, uh, there's nothing that the manufacturer that's gonna, is going to offer that will allow you to build up the pedals the one thing that comes to mind is I think that if, if you searched online, you might find a cover that you can uh, – the pedals that you have have a cover on them. And I wonder if the pedals could be changed or if that cover could be changed with a thicker cover. Uh, but that's something that you'd have to explore. I What I would be afraid to do is build – or nobody else would be willing yeah. to do it for you either – is build something because uh, that becomes a safety issue if it fails and – all of a sudden it falls off and you can't reach the pedals. So it's going to be a tricky thing to find at best. Uh, one place that you could look is um, some people that are that are handicapped in some way. That's true. Have uh, their pedals modified and, you know, professionally modified. And so that's one place that you could check is, is see if there's some. You might Google that. Through, uh, one that of those, through one of those shops if there's a, uh, a way that they could do that for you. Yeah, good idea. Well, it's a it's a it's a shot in the dark, uh, Sue. But what I look at it is, you're not vertically challenged. You have a lower center of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sue. Good luck in the hunt for that. Very yeah. interesting question. I don't yeah. think we've ever had that before. No. All right, we have time for a couple of quick text messages. Let's see. 2011 Equinox. Check engine light on. The code leak in the fuel system. Gas cap tight. Turned off light. Came on again at half a tank. Any recommendations? Well, it's something going on in the evaporative system, and because the light comes on, means that there's a code stored in the computer that I can access, and from that code, from that information, uh, we can do some testing and figure out what's going on. There's a leak somewhere in the evaporative system. It's supposed to be completely sealed, and it's got valves and solenoids that open at the right time. Uh, that are something's not working right. Sometimes we find that a little mouse has gotten up there, Denny, and ah. chewed, chewed through that plastic tubing or. Something like that is going on. But, Those uh, critters do that. Yeah, but uh, you should have that checked and repaired because you can't, you know, you can't just drive with the check engine light on no. or it, if something else goes wrong, you won't know it. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see, there's a 2008 Kia. I don't have brake lights, Texter says. Changed all the bulbs and fuses. I was told it could be the stoplight switch. Is it hard to replace that? Stoplight switch. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for you. Easy for me. Is there such uh, a thing as a stoplight there switch? Is. Yes. Oh, it's okay. up on it's mounted on the uh brake pedal assembly and there's wires going to it and uh sometimes they you know, there's bolts or little nuts that hold it on. Sometimes they're just threaded into the pedal assembly itself. Sometimes they just push in. But uh it certainly could be that and uh, if you wanted to bring it into a shop and have somebody check that for you, it's very easy to check and and pretty simple to replace. So it would not cost much oh, good. if you don't want to. You know, the trouble with, with not being able to do any diagnostics is it gets expensive to just keep replacing parts. Absolutely. And uh, you don't have to do that. We we don't allow that in, in our business. We have to prove what's wrong. And uh, when I call you, I can guarantee you that it's going to fix it. And uh, the reason we can do that is because we've done the, the, the testing. So well, sometimes the testing is cheaper than guessing. Than guessing, yes. 
Dan, I'm going to save a couple of text messages for next week because Susie Jones will be joining you oh, great. for the show while I'm in Sonoma. We get along just fine. You do. Yeah, yes. She's a lot of fun. Yes. So Dan will be back next week. Phone number for Lloyd's. We're at 651-228-1316. Excellent. See you in a couple of weeks, Dan. Sounds good. Have All a right. good trip. Thanks very much. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement. Due $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.